You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Championship summer is officially over. Time to run it back. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for September 27th, 2019. But first, sports... It's sweaters and pumpkin spice season, which means Toronto Raptors camp is finally here. The road to the title defense essentially begins this weekend. The Raptors are going to hold media day on Saturday in Toronto. Get ready for a whole day of photos of the team and videos of the guys laughing and probably Larry OB and all the new faces. And then training camp officially kicks off Sunday in Quebec City. It has, to use an understatement here, it's been a fairly transformative year for the team, and we all know why. Last year's new faces at this time, Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, are now in Los Angeles. And the process of integrating all these new players into the fold and into rotations and into lineups and how to figure out how they play together begins in earnest on Sunday. Now, just like last year, how it was all sort of uncharted territory for the Raptors fans. They'd never been frontrunners before. They'd never been a title favorite. They never had championship-level expectations. This season, the fan base is in for another brand-new experience, and that is being the defending champions. Except it sort of doesn't feel that way, does it? In, in, in a way, to me, maybe, maybe only to me, this feels a lot more familiar and a lot more similar to previous Raptors years then maybe it would appear at first glance. Yes, there's a ring ceremony, and yes, there's a banner going up opening night, but otherwise, there are a lot of really common themes heading into the season that remain the same. People expect the Raptors to be good, but not a serious threat to win the title again. There's a feeling of being overlooked and being disrespected and having to prove all over again that they are worthy of attention down south nationally, as well as deserving of a seat at the table as one of the league's best franchises. Here at Yahoo Sports Canada, we are also gearing up for a very big season, one covering the team. On the heels of last year's digital series, Kawhi Watch, one that chronicled the process of Kawhi deciding to stay or leave, we have a new series coming out called Run It Back. Hosting the show is our very own William Liu, as well as Alex Wong. And you probably know Alex as Stephen LeBron on Twitter. He is one of the premier basketball and culture writers going, and he has had bylines everywhere you look. I don't have time. It's only a 12, 15-minute show. I can't say all of his bylines. But it includes a brand-new piece that came out yesterday on Yahoo Sports Canada of a brand-new Raptors sharpshooter, Matt Thomas. It's a great piece. You're going to learn a lot about Thomas when you read it. And it's arguable, I'll argue it at least, that nobody in the Raptors community has their finger on the pulse 
of Raptors fans and how they are feeling and thinking as Alex does. Alex joins me on the show this morning. And before we get into training camp and expectations and stuff like that, what can you tell us about Run It Back? Yeah, so Run It Back will be a weekly Raptors show, I think, for anyone who watched Kawhi Watch. Um, it's a little bit of a, an extension of that, but we're going to take, you know, with Kawhi Watch, it was just one topic, right? Yeah. Because this guy leaving. Is this guy staying? With this, we want to go broader, big picture. You know, obviously, Will will provide um, most, if not all, of the analysis. Um, you know, <laughs> I'll be there just along for the ride with the jokes, you know, just tee them up a little bit. No, but, you know, I think there's a space, especially as, as you know, with how uh, crazed the fan base can be. For sure. Um, regardless of whether the team is competing for a championship or not. Like, I feel like there's a space in the, in, in the media world here for, for a weekly show. Um, from two, you know, hopefully fresh voices. And that's what we want to do, kind of keep people that are either hardcore or casual Raptors fans. They can tune in and, and, you know, get some information and some entertainment out of it. This starts, you guys are going to be at uh, training camp, which is in Quebec. And that's where it starts. That's the first one. You're, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that Will will be a little more analysis and you'll be a little more of sort of the, the bigger story. As somebody who isn't, in that analysis role, like what is what do you look for when you're going to training camp? Are you are you just trying to find the best story? Yeah, I, I think um, I think training camp and the start of the season is a really good time to just learn about the players um, off the court. Um, a lot of that sometimes is just you know seeing maybe certain things that they'll talk about or point out, and that's where a lot of the stories will come from. Um, you know, a lot of the stories and things that I like to do is just from a, more of a human element uh, of the player anyways. Like you said, like I'm not very deep on like the analysis or interested in that part. So, yeah, like for me, it's a, it's always a good opportunity, especially with so many new guys on the team to, to you know, try to have conversations with them and, and find out a little bit about them for stories down the line. Feels like the entire offseason has been a slow build for you to be interviewing Matt Thomas. And you finally, it finally came out. Speaking of like that exact sort of learning about a new guy and telling the person's story. Um, how was like, what was that experience like? And, and what did you learn about Matt Thomas that maybe you didn't know? And, and people who haven't read the piece yet and will read it after hearing this, like wh what's the big takeaway for you about him? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it started just as a joke because, because um, Synergy Sports had tweeted out that he had a uh, 99% effective <laughs> field goal percentage on wide open shots, which just seems like such a mythical thing, right? Um, you know, Blake Murphy was the first one to, to let me know that it wasn't the actual field goal percentage, that it was an effective <laughs> field goal percentage. Shout out to Blake. So, you know, you know, I, I made enough Matt Thomas jokes that I realized that I had to do something like serious about him. Um, it just became like a thing that I was chasing. So it was great to talk to him. And, you know, the profile is on Yahoo Sports now. And, you know, it's, it's again, it's more, honestly, it's more a story about his family and his mom. Um, you know, his, his dad dealt with uh, substance abuse issues um, when, when Matt was a kid and actually committed suicide when, when Matt was in fifth grade. So, you know, I was able to talk to not just Matt, but also his older brother, his younger sister, and his mom, Martha. And, and you know, they walked me through a lot of, you know, what it was like being a single mom, raising three kids. And, you know, Matt, also his best friend, Dustin, um, lost his father when they were seniors in high school. So they kind of not bond is not the right word, but they kind of the friendship grew closer through kind of being there for each other. So, again, you know, just those are the things that, you know, I didn't know about Matt going in, you know, going in. It was more, OK, let's see, like what fun shooting stories there are about Matt Thomas. Right? Mm -hmm. And there are some, you know, um, high school coach told me he made ninety nine out of 100 free throws <laughs> at a fundraiser. In <laughs> sixth grade. Like I thought I was being trolled when he told me I was like, I was like. 
So you're saying he made 99 <laughs> out of 100. Not 98, not 97. You're telling me it's 99. Like, and, you know, those stories were cool too. But again, it was just telling the story of, of his journey to the NBA. Like everybody has a journey, right? Everybody has a journey to get there. So it was cool to find out kind of his personal and professional adversity along the way to get there. Now that you've achieved the Matt Thomas interview, looking at the rest of the, um, maybe the new guys, is there somebody else that, that you're really interested in, in digging into and learning more about? Yeah, you know, I think I think Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is pretty interesting. Um, and again, I'm saying this without really knowing a lot about these guys other than having watched them play for other teams. Slaney Johnson as well. You know, Terrence Davis, who's a rookie, like he went undrafted and signed a deal with the Raptors. And, you know, he might be, maybe he's a Fred Van Fleet in like five years or something like that. So again, it goes back to your thing. Like I look forward to kind of learning more about these guys in training camp and during the season and hopefully finding a story worth telling about them. Now, lastly, you have a, like an unbelievably sharp, um, like sense of the fan base. You, you really like, you're really in tune with how the fans are feeling about the team. And you were like really early in on the, like, we have championship players. I can't believe this is actually happening. What do you expect out of this year? Because it's a spot that Raptors fans have never really been in. What do you expect from the fan base, not from the team? Yeah. You know, I think this will be a season of not like victory laps, but I think there will be a lot of pride and celebration throughout this season. Uh, I think last season was just so intense like with Kawhi coming and knowing that this might have been a one-year thing, the low management, the playoff run that was super stressful. I think it would be good for the fan base now this year to kind of come down from that. You know, obviously, there, I, I, you know, there is a disappointment in the fact that Kawhi's not here and there's not like a legitimate chance to repeat as champions. But I do expect the fan base to just show a lot of, just a lot of pride, maybe even arrogance this season, just celebrating the championship season. Because, you know, I was thinking the other day, you know how bad it would have been if like that game seven Kawhi shot didn't go in and the Sixers won in overtime and Kawhi left and we're like oh man we traded a fan favorite in DeMar we got Kawhi for a year didn't get a championship and now that he's gone and we don't know when that next chance is going to come but instead we won the championship and that matters a lot and just a few more things to send you on your way this morning here's something weird the NBA has mandated that teams will have to provide accurate heights and age for all their players starting this season in training camp. This is one of those like subculture things that people may not know about, but it's actually very common in the league, going both directions, up and down. It probably doesn't change a lot in the literal sense of a player's size, but there will be some interesting changes worth noting. Kevin Durant, for one, famously is listed as shorter than he actually is. He's listed at 6'9 for his whole career, but in actuality, he, it's more or less an open secret that he's much closer to like 6'11 or 7 feet tall and didn't want to be listed at that because he didn't want to be stuck as like a center or power forward. As if, as if having Kevin Durant as your center wouldn't be unbelievably like a huge advantage. The age part of this is mostly blamed on Buddy Heald. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, who's been listed as a year younger than he actually is. After keeping score, he turned 26 in December, even though everybody thought he was turning 25. It's hard to believe that an age being wrong didn't end up getting blamed on Greg Oden back in the day. 
Kobe Bryant held an invite-only Mamba Mentality training camp this summer. Paul George, Kawhi, Kyrie Irving, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Jordan Clarkson were among the players listed as the invitees. Apparently, they worked on strength training and video stuff and on-court stuff as well. I'm going to guess the only reason that Pascal Siakam didn't get the call is that he was too busy dominating the Rico Hines runs. And finally, the Super Bowl halftime this year is going to be performed by Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. What a late career resurgence for J-Lo. 50 years old, still making tabloid headlines with her marriage to A-Rod, still booking gigs like the Super Bowl halftime show, and she just broke out the Versace dress that she wore to the Grammys back in 2000 earlier this week and on that note that is all for this week go forward enjoy your friday enjoy your weekend and i will talk to you on monday Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 